How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Friday, July the 2nd. Wait, did I say July the 2nd? That's my birthday. How exciting. Happy birthday to me. I'm turning 23 years old. Can you believe it? I know that probably makes a lot of you feel quite old, but nonetheless. My friends, we're going to finish your week off here with some video game news. Let's jump into it. First of all, we should definitely mention that Sony has acquired another studio called Nix's Software. That's N-I-X-X-E-S. Now, you might not have heard of this studio because they do a lot of behind-the-scenes work, particularly for ports to PC. So they've recently worked on the ports for games like Marvel's Avengers, many of the things for Square Enix, actually Tomb Raider, Deus Ex. And this acquisition is particularly notable because... As you might remember, PlayStation has been bringing a lot of their exclusives to PC. So far, they've done Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone. And I think it's fair to say that those ports haven't been tremendously well-received. They weren't horrible, but many people did have their issues with them. And so bringing on a PC specialist for their teams is not only going to improve the quality of those ports, but also shows that they're committed to it. And that kind of backs up their statements that they plan on bringing more Sony games to PC. So... Very excited to see that. And man, Sony's growing, isn't it? Very interesting to see. Sucker Punch Productions have announced Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Now, this is going to be releasing on both the PlayStation 4 for $60 and the PlayStation 5 for $70 American on August 20th. And if you already own Ghost of Tsushima, then you can upgrade your game to the Director's Cut for $20 or $30, depending on the platform. Now, what justifies the cost of that upgrade? It is actually all new content in the game. So they have a new story, which has the protagonist going to a different area of the game. It is an island called Iki, where the character is investigating rumors of a Mongol presence. And on top of the story and characters that this is going to bring, it's also going to have new armor, new minigames, techniques, enemy types, animals, bunch of content. They're going to have lip sync for Japanese voiceovers. And if you're on the PlayStation 5, you'll have things like haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, 3D audio. So super cool. If you're a fan of this game, it seems like this is going to be a solid upgrade, some new content. You can almost think of it as like DLC. And if you haven't played the game, this is going to probably be the definitive version of it. So good time to jump in. Square Enix have confirmed that the Pixel remasters for the first three Final Fantasy games are going to be releasing on Steam and mobile on July 29th, end of this month. So that's Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3, getting re-released with new pixel art, background graphics, rearranged soundtracks, better controls and UI and quality of life stuff, and then that same treatment is going to apply to Final Fantasy 4 through 6 later this year, thus being called the Pixel Remasters, because those are all the Pixel games. The only other thing I should say about this is that the current versions of Final Fantasy 5 and 6, which are on Steam right now, are going to be taken off later this month. Now, apparently these are like mobile ports. People weren't all that happy with it. So I believe it's just going to be a strict upgrade from when these remasters come out. In any event, if you did want to get those before it gets replaced, last day to get it is July 27th. If you want to buy these games, you can get them either individually or get all of them for around $80 in a bundle, which to be honest, feels a little steep, but uh, they are giving it some love. So hopefully it's good. Okay, and the last thing I would like to tell you about today comes from VentureBeat, because according to their sources, Microsoft and Hideo Kojima have signed a letter of intent to work on a publishing agreement for a new Xbox game. And according to VentureBeat, quote, 
This signifies that both parties have agreed to a generalized deal while lawyers continue hashing out the finer points, end quote. Now, I think there's a couple of interesting things here. One of them is, hey, Kojima Productions is having their second game after Death Stranding. And that's pretty cool. Death Stranding was a major game. It went really well for them. And they have support for another one. The second interesting thing, Kojima is working with Xbox instead of PlayStation like he did with Death Stranding. I think it's super cool that you can have somebody working with both platforms in that way. But definitely, I think the most interesting part of all of this is that Kojima has previously and publicly talked about his desire to work for a new format of a video game, and you know how creative he can be, which is enabled by cloud gaming. He has done interviews saying he wants to do something with cloud games, something unique. And obviously this is something that Xbox is very deep into, but according to VentureBeat, they've actually hired people to make Kojima's dream of this cloud game a reality. Specifically, Kim Swift. We talked about her before. She worked on Stadia, she was the designer for Portal, which means that whatever he's making next is probably going to be integrated quite heavily with xCloud, and definitely something to have our eyes on, if all of this is true, right? So anyway, just thought I would throw that out there. Uh, Folks, that's all for the news this week. I'm going to be back this weekend with a mailbag, and the mailbag prompt is this. What is your favorite JRPG of all time? And most importantly, why? What is it about this JRPG that resonated so much with you? And if you haven't played a JRPG, well, why not? Or maybe there's a soundtrack that you really like or something. You're welcome to answer this even if you haven't paid particular attention to JRPGs. Interpret it as you will. Submit your answers to the Discord server, thegamingobserver.com slash Discord, or you can DM me on Twitter, or you can email me, info at thegamingobserver.com. That's all for today, folks. Back with the news on Monday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Oh man, today's show was long. We went to six minutes. I find that the longer I do this show, the more time I spend on these stories, and I think I'm, I might be talking a little more than I should. I don't know, what do you think? Do you like the length? The initial intent of Flash Briefings was that you would be able to get all of your news in, like, two minutes or three minutes, and I just decided to say, screw that, we're, we're gonna call it five to six minutes. But I do think there's something there to shortening it. You know, maybe I spend a little too long on some stories. I don't know. I'll, I'll fiddle with it a bit. Lots of interesting stuff today, though, eh? I mean, we saw some real business moves today. Sony getting Nixes is such a clear indication of their shift towards PC. Unless they're going to, like, utilize this studio for something that they've never done really before, then, I mean, that's plausible. But I think it's more likely that, hey, we need to get our games on PC... Horizon wasn't received well, so let's get a studio who knows how to do this kind of thing. And so they did it. And then uh, Microsoft with Kojima, right? I mean, the guy has proven that his games are going to sell. And he's like this ultimate creative, you know, the internet worships him as this savant of video games. And, you know, insert your judgment here. You know, I'm not, I I can't say I know him particularly well to be able to comment on that myself. But if he really is hoping to do something that's unique for cloud gaming, and I don't even know what that would be just yet, but if there's anybody to work with on that, it's definitely Xbox. I mean, they have integrations all over the place for so many different platforms. They're all in on cloud gaming at this point. It just seems like a good deal all around. So hopefully that works out, and hopefully we'll be happy with the end result. You know, Death Stranding wasn't universally praised, but it was a solid game, a solid entry in the history of video games. What else happened today? Uh, I think that's all about the news I want to talk about. Today's my birthday, isn't it? Isn't that wild? 
I mean, when I'm recording this, it's not my birthday. It's July 1st. It's Canada Day. But by the time you're listening to this, it's probably my birthday. And I think that's pretty cool. I don't know. I never really celebrate my birthday. I haven't since I was a teenager. I tend to just see it as any other day. Maybe I'm just a cranky old fart, but I don't know. The day comes and goes, and I don't think about it that much. And people ask me if I want anything for gifts, and I just say, no, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Maybe I can use it sometimes as a good excuse to hang out with friends, but otherwise, I'll just move on with my day. I don't know. Maybe you can share that sentiment with me. I I have known people that share that sentiment with me, but will make a big deal out of their birthdays or Christmas or, you know, any other holiday or made-up holiday. (laughs) Um, Just because it gives you an excuse to do something. Like, you would be doing these kinds of things anyway, but by putting a date and a name on it, it makes it easier to organize around something or more memorable or whatever. And I admire that. Like, I think... You know, I'm not looking down on anybody that's like, oh, it's my birthday. How exciting. Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, you're dumb. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Go, go have a fun time and do something exciting. I, you know, if you're gonna use it for, for leverage of creating an experience, then I think that's great. So anyway, all of that to say, I'm probably not gonna be celebrating my birthday. Maybe I'll play some games, but you know, I was gonna do that anyway. I actually, I've been playing Prey a lot, actually. Anytime I get some free time at my desk, I've been playing some Prey, and it is still very good. I find it very difficult, actually. Like, I'm dying a lot, and my attempts at not dying are not going well. Like, stealth, or aggression, or just using resources that I think I should use, or whatever. It's not going great for me. So maybe I can bump down in a difficulty, or just tough it out. I mean, normally when I die a ton, like I am, it actually discourages me. But that hasn't happened so far. I've just seen it as like a stepping stone for this game. There's a lot to love about it, and I want to see what it has to offer. And I might still give up on it at some point, because you know the way I am. But for now, I've got the momentum. Uh, Hey, we're going to be back this weekend with... Actually, it's a JRPG-themed weekend. We've got the mailbag probably for tomorrow. And then I'm not going to tell you about Sunday yet, but it will be hopefully quite fun. So back with the weekend shows this weekend. Back with the news on Monday. Sending lots of love to you, and until next time, farewell.